0: Hi there, I'm Jonathan Healy and welcome to Red Business. Busy episode ahead and it's a good one for startups. We talk about funding from a source that you might not have considered. We hear from those who have already embarked on the business journey and we find out where you might set up your very first office. Pencils at the ready. Take lots of notes now. Red Business Podcast with CompuBee. Building your business
1: with premium Apple solutions. Compube.com
0: And first in the chair this week, we have Donal O'Driscoll, who is the CEO of Skibberine and Bandon Credit Union. Donal, how are you? Good, thank you very much, Jonathan. Thanks for bringing me on. It is very important that we look after the people of West Cork, given that there's so many of you, um, and a lot of them come through your doors by all accounts.
2: Yeah, I suppose, Jonathan, we have over 23,000 members now between Skiverine and Bannon, so we can say that we represent, I think, the, the U.S. Cork community. Uh, I mean, credit unions are at the heart of communities, I, I believe, so I think um, we can say that that's the case.
0: Tell us a little bit about how the organisation has changed in the last few years. Look, some credit unions went through difficult times. Was yours one of the healthier ones?
2: Yeah, I suppose, look, credit unions, we've had, the, I suppose, the toughest financial circumstances the, 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 the country has ever faced as such, and credit unions are no no different in that regard. So there has been a lot of changes. There's, I suppose there are 130 less credit unions. That There's been a lot of merging that has gone on. So there have been a lot of changes in that regard. Uh, we merged with Bandon, so I suppose that's that was the first in West Cork in, from that perspective. So there's been a lot of change that way. But, I mean, the Credit Union Act has, I suppose, has... Uh, up the game for a lot of us in some respects. In that we've had to. There's been a lot of costs involved in it, but there's a lot of specialisation involved now as well. So we would say probably that we've come out of it as a result of the better uh, in some respects. Uh, but at the same time, credit unions do still face a lot of challenges. You know, there's a good pl- challenges out there in the market. Credit the unions
0: are great for saying how much money they have on deposit. I mean, it, it is a badge of pride for many credit unions. Is your deposit book healthy?
2: Yeah, deposits are growing all the time. We have 120 million now in our assets. So I mean, while our deposits are, are going at a great rate. Um, um, I suppose the challenge is to get lending out on the other side uh, and that has been the, the challenge for credit unions really as such. And is uh, there
0: is there a lot of caution out there at the moment, Donald? Are people going, I, I, I'm not going to spend, I'm going to hold on to this now because we I, I, I'm not going to be bitten again like I was the last time?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the personal lending market overall, I mean, 2008 was around uh, 19 billion, now it's 12 billion. So there's about 40% has been shaved off, just the personal credit lending market. So that just gives you an idea that people are much more cautious about what they do. And we see our savings then rising again at, at a, uh, you know, 12, 13, 13%. So savings are increasing, people are more cautious. But there, I think there's a degree of optimism around as well that people are spending a little bit more than they used in the last couple of years. Personal lending is up 9% in, the, in 2016 and sixteen and two thousand. 17. So I think there's, there's caution, there's optimism uh, but it, we're definitely in a better place than we were a number of years ago.
0: Credit unions traditionally have been the place to go for the small loan. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe a car would be the most mm-hmm. extravagant thing mm-hmm. or, or you might say we've a new set E and I don't like the rate that the shop is offering so I'll go to the credit union and ask instead. Has that business model changed at all in the new environment?
2: Yeah and hopefully Jonathan, I think sometimes we get pigeonholed into that one and a lot of credit unions decide that that's the space that they want to be to be in I think um, over a number of years we decided you know we wanted to be more than that uh, we wanted to be able to be representative of the community at large rather than just the small lender because that market place is, is, is quite small in some respects and if you become the lender of, for the small thing of the last resort um, you, you're not probably not doing the best for your community so we got involved I suppose in SME lending and uh, some and were introducing new agri package now as well so to be involved in all aspects of it because I feel we can have a, a greater influence around that so uh, we definitely moved into the the business space as well in in some regards rather than just being the small lender and I suppose if the message was to go out here from that is that we can offer uh, a full service for people. So you are lending to businesses? Yeah, I mean even a number of years ago I suppose when we started again when you go into businesses when we started doing I think all credit unions are lending to businesses in small ways and a lot of businesses would say they're only in business because of the credit union helping them out even if it was on a personal lending basis. Uh, but I think we took the approach a number of years ago uh, that if we were going to help out businesses we set up an incubation hub where small businesses could start from um, I know in one of the companies that that, that joined us there had, they started off with two or three and now they employ 50 so they've outgrown our building really as such so there's great energy in that in, an, in a small community where you can be a part of that you know and so mm we've worked with the enterprise boards as well in relation to developing... But that, you see, know? That,
0: that's what banks do. And, and, you know, we've had banks sitting in this studio talking to us about what the banks are doing and the, the innovation hubs and they're doing this and they're doing that. It is, though, a riskier practice because businesses, by their nature, not all of them are going to succeed. So do you have to you have to apply the same metric to those businesses as you do the regular mm-hmm. lenders because it's their money you're going to be given back out.
2: Absolutely. I mean... You're measuring risk all the time. And like you said, new startup businesses is, is, is a riskier is a riskier portfolio. But I think access to credit is one thing, but it's it's the value add and it's it's probably working with those businesses. I mean, we don't, I say we're not in the community. We are the community. So, I mean, it's in our best interest that all businesses succeed within our industry, uh, within our community. So we work very much glove in hand, I suppose. We work very much, I mean, I suppose we, we sometimes uh probably hide what we do in the supports that we give uh, and where we can give it. And we've always said, listen, if you're going into business, a lot of business, small businesses fail. You need to understand the business plan. You need to do a course on how to start up a small business. You need to be able to support that. And and some of that is, we would say, um, you know, some money comes from the person themselves. Some is grant aided. Some may come from the bank and some may come from ourselves. So it can be, I think, once you know and you know that the person understands the business already and you get a better understanding of what the business is in. That allows you to make mm. better decision making. And one of the things we do is we find as an organisation and probably having worked in the bank once a time is that people are very loyal to their own credit union. And, you know, sometimes businesses uh, fail, uh, but people don't fail you. So if they're in the community, if they they'll find their feet again and they'll come back and they will invariably... Mm. Pay back the loan. And, and that is that you know? the different
0: Because uh, you, you say you worked in the bank before. We know how banks have gone—very uh, impersonal, mostly machines. The thing that I like about the credit union that I'm part of is still I'll go in there and I'll be recognised, and they'll I'll be able to have a chat. Uh, you know, and you don't can't do that in a lot of bank branches anymore. Certainly, they've gone out of the way to make it less personable. Is the credit union never going to go down that route? Do you think?
2: No, I I don't think so. I think the philosophy is different. Uh, Really, it's about putting the member of the heart and centre of everything you do. And if you keep that focus, and that's your mission and vision, and and any meeting we will have, it will be around that. Because if you're driven by profitability, and you're driven by the numbers, then you're going to go a certain route, because you're going to cut your costs where you can. And it doesn't become about the person, it becomes about the results. And it becomes about supporting shareholders. For us, we have have an economic and social aspect to us, uh, to our principles. So we try to balance both those sides. So that's what you're always. That's what you're always trying to balance: the social side with regard to the, to the economic mm. side. So I don't think that will ever happen. You oh,
0: know, one of the things that I really struck me when we were going through the bad times was walking through towns like Skib and Bandon, and you'd see all the vacancy and you'd see the shops gone, and you'd go, "God, are they ever going to come back?" But the good thing is they are coming back. And all the SMEs that you're dealing with, are you finding there is now, with the benefit of technology and people being able to remotely work, are you seeing? a more diverse group of businesses seeking to establish on the west coast.
2: Yeah, and I think technology is, is is the key there. You know what I mean. You have access to the world market really is such. You know what I mean, worldwide. way. Sure, so,
0: Skibbereen are forever going on about how fast our broadband. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> we keep telling him how, how fast our broadband and how roars are so fast. You know what I mean. We have a lot to talk about on there. But yeah, I mean, people. I, I, again, I, I suppose this is why uh, rural connectivity is such a really, really important thing for for small businesses that they have that access and they have that connectivity that they can get out. But I think people are are just very much better informed now in some respects um, uh, when they go into a business. they they research it. They research it well, and they come in well informed. I think in, in many cases. So, yeah, it's definitely about that connectivity. That being said, um, we would have done a couple of things for argument's sake, where we would have found uh, this year where in in the, in the towns uh, online marketing is you know wipe up a lot of retail businesses and things. So. We put a system together where we did uh, an online sh- an online fashion show and we brought all the retailers in both towns together to display their wares really as such online. So I guess we were trying to fight online with online and maybe that cooperation bringing people together and they to say, listen, if you look at what's really available in both towns and they really work together, they can compete with the online. And I think that's, you know, we have to be a little bit more creative in rural areas about how we go about doing things. You know?
0: Well, we wish you continued success. 25,000 members between Bandon and Skibbereen Credit Union uh, and only going to keep growing with uh, the best of luck. Uh, Donal O'Driscoll, CEO of Skib and Bandon Credit Union. Thank you for joining us on Red Business. Thank you very much,
2: Jonathan.
1: The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business. Improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. compubee.com So it's
2: good
0: to hear about all those companies that are starting out and indeed using the credit union for funding, but there are many businesses at different stages in their course and we have some of them with us in studio now to talk about the perils of starting a business. We've got James Gale of Stample. James, how are you? Not too bad yourself? I'm very well. We'll talk about your product in just a minute. We have Eamon Dennehy, who is with Ashling Productions. Eamon, how are you? Good, Jonathan. Thanks. And we've Michael Millenni, who is with Women's Fitness. Michael, how are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you. How are Uh, you, Jonathan?
0: Good, and thank you all for joining us. Michael, your company is established, so I'm going to come to you last, if that's all right. Because I want to talk to James first of all, because we met relatively recently, James, didn't we? We did, yeah. Tell us about uh, your company, Stampow.
3: So, I decided to study a business degree in Vienna. So I went abroad to Central Europe and I really needed a way to send sort of personalized messages to my grandparents back home because they don't have Wi-Fi. They're not very technology savvy, you could say. So I came up with the idea for Stambell, which is essentially an app for your phone where you can take a picture with your phone's camera, uh, type a message using your phone's keyboard. Tap send, pay, and then your postcard is printed out and posted as a physical postcard. So they get a
0: physical postcard as a opposed to um, a, a snap that arrives on their phone. They go, that's nice. They have something they can hold on to.
3: Exactly. A physical postcard arrives through the front door within a few days of ordering
4: it.
0: Okay, pretty cool. Um, Eamon, tell us a little bit about Ashling Productions. What does it do?
4: Yeah, John, it's primarily uh, wedding videos. Um, we do like just basically, we have a very kind of different style. Maybe thought of other videos, we do cinematic uh, which is kind of it almost looks like the movies as such you know with that kind of that picture style There's enough drama um,
0: on the days of weddings now without making it look like a movie true no, well, spe- no special effects now or explosions <laughs> or anything like that No
4: no, no nothing like that now it's more just a picture style that it kind of it has that movie feel to it um, and I suppose what we also do is I mean style wise John and what we do is we try not to be intrusive so it's very much flying the wall you know, we're in the background. We don't really kind of pose or stage anything. It's all as it happens. James's background was he was in Austria and wanted to send his postcard to his granny.
0: Uh, what's yeah, your gen- what's the genesis of your project? Uh,
4: to be honest, it was a hobby for years. I've since college, I've been doing you know video production. You know, just again, it was always just personal stuff. You know, you know, like small projects and stuff. Um, I suppose the real world, I got a mortgage. I have kids, so maybe I put you know. You know, just getting money in the in what, the. What did guilt. you do
0: in your boarding life?
4: It wasn't that boring, but uh <laughs> it was. Uh, I was in medical sales. I was in medical sales. Oh, that, that's, so quite, it, that's quite That's quite. It was okay. Yeah, oh well, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs>
0: uh, Michael, let's go to you because women's fitness. You have got lots of locations now. How many have you got?
1: We have we have one in Cork, one in Limerick, and we've just opened another gym, it's a mixed gym, slightly different women's fitness. We've just opened that in Belfast. When you I'm say a mixed gym, is it women with and men. And yeah. men, women and men? Have yeah, you changed the brand? No, no, no. It, this is, a, 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 I suppose, an addition to um, what we've been doing already. We've a few more uh, in the line for women's fitness up the country, but um, yeah, we've 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 branched out into the mixed side of things. There's, uh, uh, I suppose, an opening in the market for a very high end boutique style gym, which we've opened in Belfast. We'll be moving that to Cork probably the end of this year, um, but it's 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 an addition to women's fitness. It's uh, women's yeah. fitness is still the main, yeah, the main, still the main brand. brand Let, yeah.
0: Let's go back to the genesis of that. Why did
1: you decide
0: to open women's fitness? Oh,
1: it, it was fun, actually. In in, in reality, it was myself, and my business partner Noel, was the other guy in the business with me. Um, back in 2010, this gym was for sale. We heard about it, and we said, "Look, come on, it'll be a bit of fun. We'll see what we can do with it." So we bought it, and we put all our savings into it. Um, we were paying staff on credit cards for a while. It was it was all fun and games, I suppose, and the business was going okay. And then in 2011, we both lost our jobs. We were both fired, actually. And at, <laughs> at, at, at the time... <laughs> I'm, we, I'm
0: glad you're allowed to say it yeah, like, now without crying.
1: We are. Yeah, well, at the time, there was plenty of tears. It was a particularly, I suppose, dark time. At the time, we thought it was probably the worst thing that could ever happen to us. In hindsight, it was the best thing ever because mm. we had one foot in on the gym and one foot on our jobs. And, and and You couldn't do either properly. Couldn't do either properly, if the truth be told, yeah. And, and, and then we ended up with a situation where... Uh, all your savings are tied up in the business. You have no income coming in from somewhere else. Um, credit card debt for paying uh, uh, staff. You've no choice but to make it work. Wow, that's a, that's a yeah. pretty bleak place to be at. Yeah.
0: Um, now, your background was you, you were in the car rental business and then the opticians business. Yes, that's right. And then you ended up in the gym business.
1: Then, yeah, pretty eclectic. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I did. Um, <laughs> I did uh, an MBA uh, in two thousand and eight. Just I was in the car rental business; it was going well, um, and I just wanted a change, and I wanted something to, um, I suppose, give me a bit more um, depth. I suppose, really, when I was when I was doing different things, and at that stage, then I said, do you know what? I want to work for myself. Mm. I want to be my own boss. Uh, I want to. To, to have the fun and the excitement it was kind of an epiphany I said you know what I want to run a few and,
0: and Eamon back to you being your own boss mm-hmm. how important is that to you okay presumably
4: when you were selling medical bits and bobs yeah. you were working for somebody else Sure absolutely yeah I mean it's a big factor to be honest with Jonathan no question um, you know it's um, I suppose in other jobs I suppose one of the things I always found was the buck fell with different people but now I'm on my own I know it's everything I do but it goes right or wrong it's my fault I can't blame anyone else or no one else can blame me so I like that side of it and obviously look Whatever you earn is your money, and it's nice that you know you feel like you've been rewarded for any you know positive stuff you've done as opposed to i suppose in the past where you might have done something good and you got no credit for it or financially you might have been rewarded so from that point of view I mean it's definitely a big a big bonus now,
0: to, to explain to listeners at home there's a generational difference here because michael and Eamon, and you're kind of around the same ballpark as me we yeah, I, I, I I don't know so. am I going out in a limb by saying we're north of thirty
4: nine Yes, fair enough. How far how, how wrong am I there, Raymond? How oh, only, far oh, wrong? Oh, only about only, only nine months, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I thought i made a horrible faux pas. James, you're on the other side of this altogether. How
0: old are you? I'm 21. Yeah, so you are very young. And I'm going to say to you that you're in a different era here. Because when we would have been at your age, very few of us would have been thinking about starting our own business. Yet there's a there's a generation out there now who probably start at that point as opposed to end up with it like the other two guests.
3: Yeah, exactly. I think now with sort of technology, modern technology, such as apps and websites, it's very easy to get into business for yourself. So, um, yeah, I meet a lot of people that are quite young. I meet a lot of people that are quite old, but they all sort of share the same passions for, you know, starting something new. They all have a problem that they want to solve and, you know, they just go about it in their own special way to fix it. And do you
0: find that people are more open now? If you come along and say, I have an idea, but I have a problem. Can you help me solve the problem? Are people willing to help you.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think that's the best way to start a company. You know, you you come up with a pain, you come up with sort of a potential solution and you sit down with your friends and you say, you know, listen, what do you think about this idea? And you get some feedback and then you talk to someone else and they give you more feedback and sort of your idea grows into, you know, the bones of a company like this. And people are always willing to, Mm. you know, give up their time or, money or both to help you out
0: along the way. And right now, are you considering taking a job like the lads did to pay the bills until sometimes the, the product is right, or, or how are you going to work it?
3: So, as soon as I finish my degree in September, um, I plan to work on Stampel for a while, but I think down the line I probably will have to get a sales job to get a bit of sales experience. Because I think that's really important, but for the rest of my life, no, I don't want a paying job <laughs> michael it's it's the enthusiasm that gets you every
0: time, really isn't it from somebody so young and who's just in college like that but there is a there's a generational shift, I think from even when you would have been in college
1: there is absolutely and I think I think what you're saying is very, you know Eamon and myself are probably we've worked for you know we've worked for someone else, we've done um, the nine to five the daily grind or the the maybe the eight to ten every day in the daily grind. Um, and I think it's particularly unsatisfying
0: if you're working for fourteen hours a day and you're not working <laughs> yeah. for yourself.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But I suppose there's different levels of enthusiasm. And I suppose um, from from my perspective, maybe from Amos as well, um, we've 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 done the grind. Um, we know what it takes to to, to make a business work. and Now we're doing it for ourselves instead of doing it for somebody else. Um, and I think that you know, okay, just twenty one, and his, his 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 company is new, and he knows already though this is the area he needs to work on. He needs sales experience and sales. Um, I, I did sales and when I was doing Amy did sales medical sales and when he was doing that's a really good foundation mm-hmm. for any business well, it comes it's all back about to, the money coming in Yeah out.
0: it comes back to the one thing that is at the centre of everything and I had the pleasure of doing something for the high potential start up unit at Enterprise Ireland and every single person on the panels I was talking to said the most important thing always is the customer and I mean I'm looking at you and saying your customers are high pressure people if they're in the wedding scenario but you have to if you don't get it right for them you don't have a follow up gig
4: Yeah that's it absolutely I mean it's all about referrals as well and and word of mouth, which is a big part of it and as I said I mean one one of the things about weddings I suppose versus other types of film is you don't get a second shot you know, when they're coming up the aisle, when they're <laughs> yeah, doing the vows. Would you mind stopping so, and just going back a few feet? There is that pressure definitely where you have to you have to nail it every time because if you if you mess up any of those big big points in particular you know, word of mouth is a uh, can be a killer. It can be a good thing, but it can be a bad thing as well. So, um, you know, so that, I mean, there is that pressure. Obviously, in the day, you have to you have to get it right every time. You know, yeah. And so. and,
0: and it's all about the customers now. If you're branching, yeah. you're you're trying to get male customers now as well.
4: Well, in Belfast we are, yeah. But just in terms of... into a women's fitness
1: gym. <laughs> so no, no, I'll no, join. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive no. up. <laughs> no, but I, I suppose in terms of the customer being being the priority and being the focus. <clears throat> We have, in women's fitness, we have an app so that when someone walks out of a class, a notification pops up on their screen, rate this class out of five. So we actually have live feedback, minute to minute, in essence, on the customer experience and how they get on and and what their feedback is. And if they like it and if they don't like it, they can give us their feedback. They can tell us what they liked, what they didn't like. And and we can adapt. We can react in real time to that because it's so live. So if you have 30 people walk out of a spinning class and and you're you're looking at the notifications, they're tapping on their phone phones they' they're walking
0: that? out I mean sometimes I do that right and and I get that, and I go, nah, I couldn't be
1: bothered but people do they do yeah, they do they do, I suppose probably because maybe I don't know, maybe it's different when you're walking out of a fitness class, the endorphins are going, and um, but they do yeah the, yeah the response rate is very, very high and um and and, are, and people aren't shy about telling us what they feel, you know whether it's whether it's negative or positive. Um, they're not shy about telling us. But every bit of feedback is welcome. Every it, bit of feedback It, it helps you get the it, model right. If it's positive, it goes straight to the staff going, listen, well done. If it's negative, then it's a case of, well, what do we need to do to
0: and fix how do, it? And how, how do we fix it? James, you're taking all this in, I'm presuming, right? Yeah, exactly. 100% <laughs> agree with it.
3: Um, when it comes to customers, you know, you, you really build your business around your customers. And sometimes you build a feature and a customer tells you it sucks. And, you know, that that's so hard to change, but you really just have to suck it up and change it and build your business for the customer take their feedback on board mm. and pivot essentially
0: yeah. well the old saying as the customer is always right was normally said through gritted teeth by everybody <laughs> who had to say it uh, look we wish you the very best luck in your respective businesses James how do people find out more about your company is there a website they yep, can, they
3: go, can to? go to www.stampowl.com and Eamon Ashling Productions
4: yeah there's a website at uh, www.ashlingproductions.ie
0: and Michael Sure, we can't let you go without adding your little top and tape New worth as well the website is yeah just womensfitness.ie womensfitness.ie and we look forward to hearing more about uh, the new gym when it opens down here Fitness in the next space, couple of months. Yeah. Michael Menning from Women's Fitness, James Gale from Stamp Owl, and Eamon Dennehy from Ashton Productions. Thank you all very much for joining us on Red Business. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, 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 you very much.
1: The Red <laughs> Business Podcast with CompuB. Apple technology and solutions for your business. com.
0: So three very interesting companies doing very different things but when companies start up they need somewhere to go and the use of shared office spaces has grown in recent years. Probably the biggest player in the Irish market is a company called Regis. And the country manager for Regis is Garrod Collins, who is a Kinsale man, I believe, Garrod, That's that correct,
5: right? Jonathan, yes. Yeah. And
0: and you, do you make regular trips back down to well, Kinsale?
5: Well, so my, my parents still live there, uh, yeah, so I, um, I should come more often. But uh, I certainly took a chance to go down there this time uh, on my visit to you, Jonathan. So, yeah, it was great to get home and... Uh, the weather is nicer down here than Dublin.
0: Oh, yeah, well, that's always the case, no matter what type, <laughs> what the weather is doing outside. Um, tell me a bit about Regis. What are they? Who are they? Where are they from originally?
5: Yeah, okay. So I, we are, I, I guess, the largest provider of flexible workspace and, and, and I suppose what you might call a serviced offices. Um, we're in business about uh, since 1989. Um, so, um, 30 years, uh, we're the largest uh, provider in the space worldwide uh, with 3,000 locations. Um, And in Ireland, uh, we have currently twelve, and and hopefully that will grow to fifteen this year.
0: Now, when you say they are serviced office spaces, again going back to the companies we just had in, not everybody can afford to, you know, in Cork open an office on the mall. So Mm. what they need to do is they need somewhere to go. So what's your starting point, and how big can you go?
5: Yeah, well, that's a great question. I mean, a lot of the uh, we serve traditionally we would have served the smaller and entrepreneurial mindset. where someone would start up their own business and grow from one workstation, uh, one one office, or one co-working desk, anywhere up to twenty, thirty, fifty, depending on uh, um, how big they grow and how flexible they are. And the beauty about, I suppose, being a global provider is that um, we can provide spaces to companies worldwide, so they don't have to take out fixed le- lease costs uh, um, for the global real estate. They can go to us. Uh, for example, uh, uh, and start that, their journey with us.
0: Is it a very transient business, though? Because you might have somebody who say, well, we need a space for three months and that's a stream of income for three months, but after that three months, they're gone.
5: Yeah, so we certainly cater for that. Uh, uh, we, ca- we certainly cater for the, uh, the swing space, we call it. So people who do start out a business, uh, it may work or may not work. Uh, those who move out of their offices while they're refurbishing their own, um, Those who have project work and don't have enough office space and drone office, yes, we cater for that also. But what we're seeing more and more is the global companies and the the corporates looking at the space and saying, okay, you know, how much really is our fixed uh, lease costs um, and is there a benefit going to a more flexible option? And, of course, the beauty that we provide is you can scale up and scale down so Mm.
0: well rents are a big challenge Um, they certainly are in Dublin and they're creeping back up in Cork because of you know pressures on the available space is
5: that where you see a bit of growth in the short term at least Um, so okay I suppose in two different markets um, but some of the same challenges because what I notice in Cork for example is um, there isn't a whole lot of office space available, certainly in the city, and we're seeing some move from suburban business in towards the city centre. Um, again, lack of office space is there in Dublin also, so that's driving rents really high. Um, I guess the opportunity for us is to take the risk for uh, these businesses who can't enter the market and uh, and um, provide them with 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 an environment whereby they can, you know, budget their costs in terms of monthly mm. or yearly and take a chance that now, way.
0: You have two outlets in Cork. You've one in Mahan Point. Correct. And you've recently opened another one on, is it Centre Park Road or Monaghan Road?
5: It's on Road. Monaghan Road. Yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah. On the tech corridor. The, the, the tech
0: corridor. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You
5: know, it's on the way to Parking yeah. um,
0: <laughs> you know, They're both non-city centre locations. Was that deliberate?
5: Oh, so that's a good question. What I'm, I, I, certainly at the time, uh, I think we're opening, well, we are opening CityGate since 2008. Um, that was a good opportunity for us um i wasn 't here at the time I, I with with the company, but what we saw then and what we see now was different, so I definitely see more more of a move into the city center where office space may not have been there previously and um, there 's a number of developments going on in and with um navigation house in the Docklands area in Horgan's Quay and, and I know there's a refurb of the old city going on. So maybe in the past it was just maybe not n- not enough um, availability of office space in the city centre. Certainly um, those two locations have been very good for us um, and I'm currently looking uh, at city centre options also.
0: Okay, so yeah. there's, there's more on the way. Is it a lot down to the way of how people are changing how they work? The idea of sitting in an office 95 you know, going home, going out for your lunch, getting a sandwich, coming back. A lot of that has changed. A lot of people now work from home and may need a city centre location for some things, but not all day, every day. Do you yeah. see growth in that space?
5: Yeah, exactly. And 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 conversely, people who work in city centre and travel home to the suburbs, especially in Dublin, perhaps where it's larger and more more uh, um, more transit difficulties getting out to to where they live. And you know, I suppose families have to work more than the nine to five. So being in nine to five is not as important. Having a location to return to between seven and nine, perhaps after you you know put the kids to bed or whatever, is becoming more and more popular. Um, so in the flexible workspace solution, if you have someone close by, somewhere close by, you re- can return to work. We're seeing that quote, absolutely. Um,
0: it is a very interesting space. The kind of thing, it, it's, it's like bottled water. If you said this to somebody maybe 30 years ago, they'd have said, there's no way there's going to be a market for that. Yeah. Yet here we are today talking about this.
5: Well, you know, what has driven this is technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, digitalization and um, the ability to work from anywhere. I mean, you can work from home, but we would argue, and the stats show that look, working from home isn't a very communal place. Well, so you don't we,
0: put pants on nine times out of ten well, if you've got to work the, from the, home, so that that is a challenge. its right?
5: Yeah, yeah. Skype might be an issue for that, but look, <laughs> what we're seeing is, is 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 like what we're clearly seeing is, is that people want to work in a community, so um, it, somewhere close by where they can come and, and have community of work of like minded people working so
0: well it is interesting to see how the dynamic is changing the Regis country manager is Garroyd Collins a Kinsale man uh, now working uh, with with one of these biggest firms in this space in the world Garroyd, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us okay. on your business
5: wonderful thank you Jonathan for the opportunity
0: my thanks to all our guests and to Niamh Hennessy who produced. Don't forget to click the subscribe button on iTunes and all past episodes are available if you want to listen back. We will catch you on the next one.
1: The Red Business Podcast with Compube, Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuB.com The Neil Prendeville Show.
2: Hi there, I'm Neil Prendival. If you enjoyed Red Business, then why not subscribe to the podcast for The Neil Prendival Show. We've got Cork's biggest conversation going. Subscribe on
1: iTunes to Neil Prendival on Cork's Red FM or get the details on redfm.ie.